Some things in life are bad They can really make you mad Other things just make you swear and curse When you're chewing on life's gristle That grumble, give a whistle And this'll help things turn out for the best And always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps Don't be silly chumps Cheer up! Just purse your lips and whistle That's the thing Always look on the bright side of life Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 143, where in this podcast, we're going to look at the brighter side of season 2021. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that are very happy right now. I can tell you we've, we've, we've had a good think about it, and we're very happy. We usually meet most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything else in the footy club, but tonight we're doing it on a podcast. And Scotty, thank you very much for that intro just then. I think there is a lot of people that are very, very angry. They've got their sad pills on. And a little bit of Monty Python has helped us pep up a little bit for the podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I realised quickly that, you know, I've been obviously having a lot of talks uh, to a lot of fans and and seeing a little bit of angst and and, and just... just, you know, I've been having a lot of conversations just going over the year and I remember that win and I can't, you know, how how well we did this and how we, well we did that and can't believe that, you know, at the start of the year what I thought when Danaha and all them left and how upset I was and, and, and it just occurred to me, it's like, really, you know, for, stop for, and take a look. Stop and t- stop and just have a think about the year in total, and uh, we'll talk about the game uh, in the second segment uh, and, and just cover a few things. But look, it's been a, a fantastic ride. One of my favourite years to be an Essen oh, supporter. They're, without a shadow of a doubt, I really wanted this club to find its soul again, uh, and and to have that back. Uh, in spades to see a group so united, to see a group so hurt after the game. I know that sounds funny, but, you know, some someone would think, you know, that they've made the finals and that's a pat on the back. They were gutted um, after that game and they really care. They want success and that's how they've been all year. And, and, and this is a group that, you know, ev- we should be getting behind 100% because – that's that's chapter one of a lot of chapters, uh, and that's a big chapter tick in, in my view. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to pretty much the whole club. Uh, you whether you're been in development, whether you're the assistant coach, whether you're senior coach, the captain, vice captain, leadership group, bootstutter. Yeah, uh, they had so many challenges this year. Like I think it was around twelve interstate games, a couple of down in Geelong. Um, they've traveled and, and more. Just, sorry to interrupt, Scotty. Just before you, you start rattling these things off, which 
can just stop and hang everybody stop for a second these are the things that are really important right when we do that when we just said stop and take and think about this season and the challenges that we that we faced these are the ones that we're talking about right so Scotty go go through that again and think about how hard this would have been to deal with yeah i mean the the that was that was the youngest group i i believe that's played in a final almost since the mid 90s uh i had i had 17 players named in that side that were 25 and under uh and this young group for the whole year has just you know i don't know if i want to even say overachieved they're just they've just put them their their foot forward and everything they have within them to compete as hard as they can to learn as hard as they can to listen to their coach as hard as they can and to play for this club and it's been an honor as a fan as an, as a member to watch this group this year and you know we you know we we've always preached our ruthless aside and we've always said be professional they they've done me so proud and i know this group is hungry next year and and i can't wait for 2022 yeah my i i i agree we 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 were cut in half after the doggies game we really were um the Poor Patreons that had to get the <laughs> post-game reaction show to yes. losing. And el- <laughs> five minutes after the game was it was five pretty minutes after the game, the elimination final in which we we got beat by the dogs. That we we oh geez, we almost had the tools to win it. Um, poor poor uh, Patreons, we really appreciate your support. Um, <laughs> and all, all day today, all day I had um, I had Scott's stepson sending sms's about us losing i had i had my boss at work uh sending us uh, day counters and all sorts of hilariousness and oh 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 didn't my sides just split wide open when i got all of those now scotty and i scotty before we came on the podcast said mate i want to go i want to go a bit of a different route i i reckon I reckon everybody out there is hurting like mad. And if we jumped on here and went, we lost an opportunity. We could have won it. We rah, 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 rah. <coughs> There's the one. Um, people would have been feeling that way as well. But Scotty and I are analytical um, guys. We really are. We sort of try to put the emotion away just for a moment and see whether or not there were the whole season was as negative as we were feeling yesterday or are we just feeling negative from that game? And we are very, very pleased to say that when you look at the season as a total, how we performed, who performed, performing in adverse conditions with a brand new head coach, brand new assistant coaches, learning a brand new game style with a brand new way of, of being an Essendon footballer, with all of the media scrutiny, scrutiny, and all of the thi- all of the things all that the we've travel. had, like I said, all the travel the and everything, travel, yeah. man, those, those things for must, a young group. Yeah, yeah, they really must not be underestimated as to how hard it would be for those guys to do what they've done, mate. An elimination final where we took it right up to the dogs for a while, and again, we'll talk about the game and the reasons. Potentially, <laughs> it was a dry day game. We probably talked and, and this is a little bit more positively. <laughs> This is what we'll talk about in the in the bit of the um, the game a bit later. And that is, geez, guys, I I that that's a dry day. We win. I reckon we win. We don't win by fifty points, but I reckon we win that game as a dry day. And 
again, I reckon I reckon Truck and the boys would be sitting there going, we missed opportunities early and some um, snapshots didn't make the the um, the goals and that sort of stuff. But the dogs just are bigger, older, stronger, and have more grunt in the midfield when it counted in the wet. In the wet, we yeah. are a in the wet being the key. Once it got once it got muddy and in the wet, bingo. it changed the complexion of the game. People keep saying, "Oh, you got to learn how to play in the wet. You've got to learn how." Everybody has the same conditions. That's true. That is true. However. I, I, I don't reckon there would be many AFL clubs, many at all, who would find a muddy oval and go and train in it. But they're designed nowadays for dry weather. I mean, Australia's burning up. There's no such thing as hammering down rain anymore. Um, so our game is predicated on fast-moving, slick handballs with multiple runners and all that sort of stuff. And we couldn't get that game going. We had guys um, fumbling it a lot because it was wet and muddy and crap and windy and cold in Tassie. And the dogs just have the likes of Liberatore, who's it was his, it was he was in his element. He was in his element yesterday. And for him, the the game condition suited him down to the ground. Ours it did not. And simplistically, that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why we lost that game. So what we're going to do for the rest of the pod, we're going to be up. We're going to be about because yeah, yeah. an elimination final and finishing eighth when everybody had us 13, 15, whatever, is an incredible achievement. So we are up and about. And and look, I, I want to play a piece of audio, right? So the club released uh, a bit of uh, audio from after the game. So the guy's gone in the change rooms, clearly upset. Uh, Truck has spoke to them to try and sort of console them. Uh, and then when Truck finished, uh, uh, Heppel just obviously you could tell just really wanted to say a few words. Uh, so let me play that now. Uh, it's going to be a couple of minutes, and I'll just I'll just kind of work out where it, where it's good to stop. But I, I think it's great to hear from the captain. I think he's sort of if anyone could do the message better than any of us, it, it's it's Dyson Heppel. But have a listen to this. And and then just before you go, this is yep. Sorry, sorry. Can... This is rare. This is rare stuff, right? Mm. To, to get the captain um, talking like this. This is usually closed doors, players only kind of discussions. But and yeah, go so, for it. To, to give you context, Hep's basically talking to Truck in front of the group saying, Truck, I, I basically want to say a few words about yourself almost and the team. Yep. Um, probably doesn't get recognised very often in these types of forums, but I just feel your willingness to come in and I honestly feel completely reshape the beliefs of this club and playing group and your willingness to open up, be vulnerable, um, has set the tone from the very beginning. Um, you haven't stepped back from any issues that have arised. Um, the, what, what you said you were going to do at the very start when you stepped in the doors, I think you've executed very well and I'm really proud to play under you. Um, and I, I just feel the backing that you've got from the rest of the playing group, the, the broader club, um, and in particular your players, um, this is just the start of your journey. And we have been so far behind you, mate. We just like you can feel something brewing, and it's I just love playing for you. So I just don't think it gets recognised enough in these forums. So thank you so much for what you've done. Um, I'm enormously proud of the playing group. We've gone to a whole different level this year. Um, and it just shows those layers that we, we've got to go. Um, and I'm excited for that journey. 
I reckon everyone has felt it. Everyone has felt it. We gave ourselves a sniff and it's, yeah, it's disappointing. It really is. But um, I've no doubt we're going to build and build and build. We're doing it together. I hope you could hear that. I know the audio wasn't fantastic, and there's if you want to go to the uh, the club site where play it, they actually have obviously subtitles. Uh, but he's really one just being an honest, sincere thanks to Truck for for how he's coming uh, this year. Recognised issues, uh, had had those issues faced head on, and as a group, they've built and grown from it, um, and they're very excited about what's to come. And this is just a chapter. Um, so yeah that kind of access to Heps and to hear it I mean you he doesn't have to he doesn't have to geez that would be hard for the boy like he's the captain he feels for those players he's he's wildly known as the um and an emotional resource for those players and he would definitely be feeling it right now for to stand up again pull the britches up and stand up in front of everybody and make that statement or truck that would have hit truck square between the eyes. I, I don't know that there are many captains better than that bloke in this comp. And if that doesn't as a player hit you right where you live, then I'd check your pulse because he keeps saying it. The message is consistent. He keeps saying they're either a, a moment away from it. They're this close. They're really close. And he saying, keeps saying stuff is building. It's building, it's building, it's building. Now, mate, I can't tell you. I've been supporting this team since Scott and I were five. Um, I can't remember the last time we had emotion and belief and buy-in from the players like we have now. So, Dyson, I know you're a listener. A massive thank you to you, you enormous legend that you are. Your players, I tell you what, mate, if they don't respect you after that, again, check your pulse. So, Congratulations to Dyson, mate. That is a uh, that is a hell of an effort. No, exactly. It was um, that's exciting to hear as, as a fan, and thank you for the club for being generous to give us that kind of behind the scenes access because sometimes yeah. that that's just hidden stuff, right? Um, uh, but it, it's great because you you're seeing it's authentic. There's obviously you know he's not doing it in front of the camera or anything. You can tell there's a camera behind them. Uh, and so it, it, that's just as genuine as it gets. And so, you know, that's why I kind of said to Grant, I'm going to play this song at the start because as much as you no know, one wants to lose a final, but, you know, the, the, the reality is uh, this is a, a huge step taken from a club who's found itself and has genuine belief that it's going to have success. Uh, and it's not, it's not a hope. They have a very strong conviction that they're going to work their butts off to to get the ultimate success. So let's go to a break. Uh, look, we'll talk about uh, the game after the break and, and just run through a few things uh, and see where we go from there. Yep. Is that a new one, Scotty? Have we heard that one? 
Yeah, we started that one. Uh, the started that one. Who was that again? This is some weird, obscure <laughs> hit pick. Angels versus Airwaves. There you go. Of course it is. Angel versus Airwaves. Do yourselves a favor. Tell them the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast <laughs> sent you. Um, okay, so the game itself, right? We, we've, we've prefaced the game by saying that I reckon the club would say it as, well, we don't play real well in the wet. We uh, are... <laughs> yes. Well, it, we need we need marks out of um, big two meter Peter. We need them out of out of Francis. We need them. Um, we need Darcy to have sort of dry conditions so that he can be his all Australian. We didn't we didn't really have the grunt that the that the doggies did. But from my point of view, we we took it up to the dogs. We just got beat in the engine house. In my opinion, yeah, the, the liberatore part again at thirty-five touches that did not go the way the club the club wanted it to. I don't think. No, I'd be I'd be very interested if they had the time again. And uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing with the Dylan Clark maneuver. It may they, may a touch of regret uh, of that because the guy who you don't want to star starred. Um, yeah. uh, Did they play Caldwell on him one on one and say, "Buggy you, I'll, I reckon Caldwell will get it more than you," or what was the Caldwell thing, dude? Because <laughs> it, well, is it just we're playing you, what, like head a man up, like one on one? Yeah, they, well, they play. Him. Yeah, they played him as an inside mid straight away, and I was very surprised. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, gee, they and first quarter fine, like nine possessions, and you had five it was all over the shop. Yeah, yeah, you had clearances and had. Inside fifties and and so everything was fine, uh, but the risk of what we all worried about and why I said I think you have to wait till next year because uh, I'm not sure he'll run out the game. That risk eventuated because then absolutely he, then he blew, he's had he blow up six disposals in three quarters and 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 I'm not putting that so much on him because that's where he's at, uh, but uh, I think they hoped he was going to play longer meetings with minutes with more fitness. I think they gambled on that. Um, they probably had McGrath playing a little bit more defensive than normal to try and see if they, he could play that kind of role uh, yep. and Colwell play in more in the middle. And unfortunately, if I'm going to be very honest, both of them were off their game after quarter time uh, and yeah. they, and, and it, it couldn't fix either hole. Um, uh, McGrath was very fumbly, um, just couldn't get, Sure hands and Colwell went out of breath halfway through the second quarter and um and then yeah and it we were, on top of that and then was Dylan Shield didn't have his greatest yeah. game if we're being honest I'm Dylan not going to get a dog is what he had uh and when you're playing the best midfield uh you've got to have everyone up and about that's just a reality you can't have you three can't of have, your main mids yeah you can't like have down on performance one one blows up after a quarter and a half. The other one has a bad day and the other one has a really bad day. Um, you, you're just not going to win it. No. And for all his credit, I mean, the second quarter by Darcy Parrish, I, I don't understate this. That's one of the best quarters of a, from a player I've ever seen. I think he had something like 16 disposals. It was like something like six, six score involvements, six in, you know, six clearances, one goal. It was his second quarter. He's- it just kept us in the game and it was insane to watch. He's he just a brilliant a, player. He's a freak now. Like he's really, really, really elite now. Like I swear, he'd, I, I I still look at him and go, man, you're the little fresh-faced Darcy Parish. 
the little blonde, the little blonde guy that gets seventeen to twenty-one possessions and is but a decent footballer. To and- have to have your probably four of your best games this year be the country game, Anzac Day, Dreamtime, and the final. Yeah. That's a hell of a resume to have as a breakout year because what it tells me is uh, as much as the narratives on string as the big time player and everything like that, I think they're forgetting that maybe our biggest player in big moments is Darcy Parrish because every time there's a medal up for a grab or a final, he's our best player. Uh, and Darcy he, Parrish. Me, he, he steps up on the big stage more than anyone in our club right now. So massive kudos. 35 touches, um, four tackles, 71%, one goal, one. Libba, 35 touches, and McRae, one more touch. Um, McRae and Libba, 65% each. There is an argument to say that if there was a medal available um, for that game, that he's he's pretty close to winning yeah, that well, as well. Yeah, a number of people had him best on, um, yeah. even with even with the, the loss. So that's just how good he's playing. Um, Merritt. Merritt had the uh, case of tried hard, did okay, did effort A1, just had 12 clangers. <laughs> he just, yeah, he's, um, he just, that was odd. I, yeah, I, was, I was screwing my face up when I saw some of the kicks. I went, whoa, where, 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 yeah, just like? again, he just had a, he kind of had like a good and bad day. Like, it was very, he was good in an effort and he's getting to the ball and doing everything he possibly can. He just would be kicking himself that he just wasn't as more tidy than than normal. Um, whether a final comes into into play with that, I don't know. But our midfield just didn't didn't click. I will say, I mean, in, let's be honest. When the game was dry for thir- first 35, 40 minutes of the game, I thought we were on top of them uh, and we were the better side. Even even if the scoreboard, were, I think one stage we'll go behind, it was because we were blowing chances and we were blowing inside 50s. Yep. We were around the ground. We were well on top. And then when the heavens opened up, uh, I I did worry and I had this kind of thought midweek and I had a conversation. I think it might even be with Paul Cousins. Um, I said, oh, my biggest concern is if the heavens really open up, um, What's going to happen with this young group is the the physicality of a mature aged team who are you know have that five ten kilos of muscle more. Um, it, it's going to show up. It, it's going to it's going to and and it's going to when you have that kind of clash on clash heavy stoppage kind of uh, we're going to get tired a lot quicker than normal. And I think that's how it played out. That last quarter to me was a a very tired exhausted group. I've just been, and the Bulldogs were just very physical. All credit to them. And I think people should be giving credit to the Bulldogs. I know there was a whole narrative with the umps, and trust me, there was some ump- umpiring calls. Oh, I, oh I, Scott. Yeah, I, I was totally bewildered with. And But all credit to them. If you see the figures of the second half, it was very one-sided. Um, credit to them. They did what a mature team does. And, and you know why I was quite comfortable today? Because I went... The reality is that's where we've got to get to. We're still we're years behind the Bulldogs uh, to get to that mature body phase, and we're and we're yeah. and you know and we've beaten them a few weeks ago. And I thought we went. I thought we were the better team when it was dry earlier on. Uh, just they had the advantage literally because they're a mature team when the when the game got muddy and slippery. And, and that's and they're, they're that's bad players. luck to us. But they're, they're damn good players, man. Yeah, like it they, should um, give us a lot of it should give us a lot of hope though that. 
you know, we're we're more just a a preseason get in the gym kind of situation where we're at. Uh, we're we're, we're going to cause some headaches, but you know, we've got to lessen the 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 gap between wet weather and and, and dry weather, and I think that's going to be a lot with our physicality and how we prepare ourselves. Um, but when it's dry, man, we're we in the last month. We're one of the hardest teams to beat in the AFL. I and I, and I, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I we we should never forget who we were playing to. Like, no, it's it's they're supposedly we've beaten although, once in seven years. So let's that's it. I've beat them once in seven years. They're McRae, they're all of them. Bloody Bonds and Liver and all of them, right? They weren't, and they were they were spanked. They were, they were. You you know what's his face? The coach would have given them an absolute seeing to. Yeah. Right, yeah. because they were the favourites for a while. There, they were on fire for a good period of time, and they've lost a heap of games. They would have given them a right fire up. And as much as um, we should Dyson, have been three, we should have been three goals up really early on. Yeah, and as much as Dyson gave our boys a uh, a, a rev up, you can bet your life Bontempelli would have been giving those boys a rev up all week, and before the game to not let themselves go out in straight sets like that. So. We had a very determined, one of the best midfields in the comp up against us. And we didn't get embarrassed, man. We we went after him. And like you said, it comes down to just that extra grunt that comes with two or three, four more years worth of um worth of preseasons and worth of worth of picking up heavy stuff and putting it back down. And we we didn't have it in us right now. So yep. but will we have it in the future? Oh yeah. Because we've got Merritt signed, Parrish signed, Stringer signed. We've got Cox and Perkins and that coming through. Caldwell did play in that game. So he's fit, man. He gets a full preseason. You know, even that first quarter with Caldwell, you saw a snippet. I mean, he's much even better than that. But you you do see a snippet what a fit Caldwell will bring to the side. He was all over the place, man. Yeah, He He was was all over the place. Uh, I mean, I, I was wrapped how he came in mentally to the game. He was not overwhelmed or anything. He, I wish his fitness was better, but it just wasn't. Yeah. But his approach was, uh, you know, it was elite. I mean, he for he, a final. He went after the ball, man. He went yeah. right and well and truly after it. So I think we've got a really good midfield to keep growing. Uh, really uh, big off-season coming uh, with the with the trades and, and, and drafting. So, yeah, it's it's – uh, I know we sound upbeat, but I think you have to be because I, I do think we are on a really exciting journey of a very young group uh, that's that's you know that's that's going to go in. You know, one of the great things in again, no injuries. We're going to go into this preseason very healthy, uh, and, yeah. and and that's a big thing to say because I remember going into even the preseason in Jan and Feb and going, man, there's. 15 to 20 guys in the modified group, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and really does give you sometimes a slow start. What do we do? We're, we're two and six uh, after eight games, uh, but not this year. We are, we no. finished the year as healthy as we've ever have. We had no injuries again. And, and we're going to start a preseason with pretty much nearly every player there be, ready to go. There'll day be clean one. outs. There'll be, there'll be players getting clean outs and, and looking, having a look in their knees and stuff. But nothing that requires three months. Yeah, there's no fracture. No, yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no ligament, now, ligaments or anything like that. So, a couple of players I want to I want to get your opinion on, um, T Cutler, and then um, who was I talking about? Uh, T Cutler and S Draper. 
Oh, uh, let me you start know. with the big ruckman. Yeah. I, th- that was to me maybe his best game for the club. Yeah. Uh, uh, which excites me because it was a final. Uh, like I wanted him to approach the final with with um a but bit he's of up bit against of, young though. Bit he's of, up against the, the non ruckman. Yeah, but even when even when English kind of helped out, he was still I felt over, all over both. He had forty four hit outs, he's had eighteen disposals, um had a few shots on goal. None of them were really it's attractive. Not his forte. Not, not his forte. forte. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, I think he had five or six clearances. It's just a lone ruckman himself. Yeah. Uh, he, he was really influential. Um, and he wouldn't have played much in muddy wet weather too. So it probably no. affected him as the game went on. But but what I do like is the final was happened and I saw Sam Draper come out to a final exactly how I want Sam Draper to approach a final. And... I mean, he's upside, you know, his last three or four weeks, uh, you have to be excited. You just have to. Like, you just go. I'd say I'd say five weeks since, and we, we will yeah, definitely yeah, claim this. We will definitely claim this as the, blowtorch uh, of- the, the lunchtime catch-up <laughs> podcast, blowtorch of truth. Um, we applied it. Since then, the man has got better each game. Each game, he, took, he tore Brady uh, Grundy a new one. He he's just improved. He's done all of the things that I was vocal about and that we we sort of that we said that we want from this guy. And that is 105 kilos of 21-year-old, six foot six, just athlete, man, with with just an absolute he's a he's a he's a gun if you look at the kid. He needs to use those assets and throw his weight around to a certain degree. Don't be yeah. a grub like the what's his face from bloody GWS, but throw 105 kilos around. Let people know you're in there. Go after the ball, chase dudes, and, and but then concentrate on your ruck craft and beat the guys that you're supposed to beat because you've got the talent to do it. So yep. I wanted to say a massive shout out to Sammy Draper that he's, geez, man, he's, I listened to commentators and I listened to um uh, Timmy Watson and that when he says that he he he's not seen a talented ruckman like that come through as fast as Sammy is doing in a long, long, long time. So I am really looking forward to him having a lovely holiday somewhere and coming back at the start of next season and being a very, very dominant ruckman for us. Yeah, it would be very exciting to see Sammy Draper. Um, uh, who was the other? Oh, Tom Cutler. Tom Cutler, 21 at 71%. Well, look, Cutler really in the last month saved his career. Uh, I agree. Uh, I agree. I, I wanted to shout him out again for this game to say, it, I, "Yeah, he, I thought he was still pretty good yesterday uh, in the wet and all." And it, it, Tommy's Tommy's not exactly an in and under grunty kind of guy, he's but still... he's finding the ball his way. He's getting it in positions where his natural talent can be used, and he's yeah. not because he's got the ability. A, a lot like um, this will take you way back to the start of the podcast. A lot like um, David Myers' left leg. He can put it into 70 meters easy, right? He can drop 70 meters, but he hasn't been doing that recently. He's been doing 30. Yes. Uh, He's saying, what's 30. the smarter decision? How do we keep Bingo. The so, Tommy Cutler, mate, we, we honestly we'd had genuine concerns about you being at the club because we just didn't know where we we're going to play you because you, yeah. you, you, you're not exactly a, a uh, contested look, the, ball. The beast. halfback role was a godsend off the bench. I mean, basically what's he starts on the, he's off the bench, goes to halfback to relief and he's playing it perfectly. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, and boy, did we, by the way, by the way, did we miss Nick, uh, Nick behind? 
in that game. Yeah. Uh, just a quiet one just there. I know. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, shout out to Tub Cutler. Look, I, I was a bit, I was a bit miffed too that there was a few, you know, a few Twitters and a few posts on Sammy Durham that I didn't really yeah, agree what's, with. What's, I saw that. What's going on there? It's like I know he didn't play spectacular, but if you want, if you want a guy to have effort, his effort was insane. Now he's got, he's come from the VFL and got a very young How body. How many weeks ago? Six or something? Six weeks ago? Eight weeks? Oh, half. What's well, halfway Eight. season, right? So it must be ten, ten or so okay. weeks. Like a half a but season. Yeah, but right? his journey is incredible. Like I, I don't honestly believe that. Like his upside, he can now. Actually, go into preseason. No, he's a senior player. It is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's required at the club. That boy. Yeah, and you've got to remember. I hope people remember this. V four players sometimes train a little bit different. Uh, they don't train with the senior AFL listed players. Like they, yeah. they they have a different program, which is a lot less than the AFL guys. He's now into a professional senior program. They'll have a complete schedule with them off season. Obviously, another five seven kilos of muscle would do him wonders. But man, I am really excited because his attitude and effort was so impressive. I, I, it's one of those games. It didn't bother me some of the little supreme mistakes or anything. I just want to see what was his intent. His intent was to do whatever he bloody could to help the side, yeah. and that's all I want to see because I know the talent's going to match up to that effort. Uh, so, all kudos to him. I thought uh, the guy who who you just naturally think is good. I thought Jordan Ridley. Held us up as much as he could. He's yep. he's had he's had the most spoils by an Essendon player. I think someone said like to it was like fifteen years or so. He had sixteen spoils. Um, he, he did everything he could. I mean, Norton's still a very good player. Uh, we midfield probably didn't help him out as much as you'd like, but yeah. um, but he did everything he could. He just did everything he could. And 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 I thought Stewart held up his own too. By the way, uh, I thought they both did as good as they could. Yep. In in the situation. Um yep. and the really now, yeah. Um is it just me or was Mason Redmond down a bit? Yeah, he yeah, he he did. Like I was thinking that the whole game going, Mason just doesn't look the he just yes. didn't look the I don't uh, he looked nervous to me. I, I don't know why, but he Was just, it nerves because I mean it was just have, something off, yeah. There was just something off about him and I couldn't work it out, but um yeah, just Growing pains. Hopefully they learn from it. Um, I mean, the, he had plenty of mates. Like Waterman was obviously well out of the game. Archie, um, you know, yeah, we got we got to have a talk about Arch. Like, I mean, Archie's Archie's um, yeah, I, I Archie's got a way to go for me. I, I'm not I'm not as like yeah, old I, bubbles and everything with Arch. one one game is great, uh, but. What is he averaging eight possessions for the last six matches or something? I think he is. I think he's averaging eight possessions. Yeah. So he, he's, uh, it's one of those ones you can clearly see the talent, and I can clearly see why they're pumping games into him because they're trying yeah. to develop him as fast as he can. But here, let's be honest, he has a bit of a way to go, uh, and I think it's one or two years away. Uh, but I, I will say this, even with Coxie and, and Perkins and and a few of the, the rookies, because of their situation last year of playing no games right, what I did notice in this preseason, and, and for those who don't know me, I watch a lot of the training preseason, cause I, and so I have a fairly good idea uh, myself and Knackers, if you know Knackers from Blitz. We, good Knackers, yep. We watched quite a lot of the training, and this was the least amount of training a young group has done 
in yeah. in so they they even even in Feb uh, January February March they were I would just say they were just doing some very light running drills uh, so that program would dramatically transform into something different this preseason they'll they'll be ramped up quite heavily uh, and they'll be in the gym so you know I, I wanted to give that uh, lens also to people about what their preseason looked like this year. They didn't have a massive preseason. The the club was very cautious on their frames and and because they missed the previous year. I expect there'll be quite a big up uptick next year from Archie and Cox. And I mean, overly Zach Reed comes into the side. Yep. So I'm pretty excited. The talent's there. So please understand. I'm not understating. I know the talent's there. Uh, I just feel like. They've still got quite a bit of development to go. That's all I'm saying um, to get and, to. And especially, especially Arch. Like we'd, we've seen Cox do some incredible things. He tailed off towards the end of the season um, and was sub a few times. We got a, like he was, he was nudging the um, rising star for a while there, was Coxie. And you got to remember that they're kids, man. Like they're, they're just turned, what, 20? They've just turned. Oh no, 20. not even that. Just turned nineteen. Just turned nineteen, right? And they, they were they were playing TA. They're supposed to be playing TAC this year. So you, as soon as you see them in an S last year, sorry, 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 you... last year, sorry, yes. Um, as soon as you see them in a jumper, in a seniors jumper, you think right, they're ready to go. They're going to get twenty five. This is awesome. They're good. No, no, no. We're, we're playing kids, and they are, they have performed really well. Arch has done. He's done well. You can see the talent, but he needs to. Geez, it'd be nice for him to spend three or four weeks in the VFL in a real actual that's, VFL that's season. The, that's the issue too, right? I mean, that's the understanding too. The VFL program with COVID went to crap, right? And so it's yeah. uh, it was a very tricky situation. I think Truck just bit the bullet and said, "Whatever happens, happens." But I'm getting 15 games into these into this core group. If yep. if and and almost the understanding that they're not going to perform at a high rate, but if. They are my future, though, in, in one or two years' time that could really excel this club. So I'm just going to pump games into them. If they can't play VFL or if they – I don't want them in a scratch match on a loose game in Windy Hill with 15 aside kind of – I need them to understand football. Learning the game plan. Yeah. yeah. So I, I totally get it. And I think you just had to accept that they're going to have some quiet games. So I think one of those ones in a couple of years' time, we're going to go back and go, gee, Truck made a good call. And just keep on playing those guys because now, um, I mean, you know, Francis just played his fiftieth game, uh, so it's not easy getting games up to fifty. They're, these guys have now played fifteen, sixteen games already uh, in year one, and Francis has finished yeah. year six or seven. So, yep. Um, so, big, big tick for me. Uh, lots to look forward to. Uh, who else? Um, Will Snell. Will Snell wasn't as influential as I thought either. Uh, he did his typical um, tackling and pressuring. He was again the, ran the most yards. He ran almost okay, yeah, fifteen point eight kilometers. He ran in the wet. <laughs> um, Damn. So it wasn't from a lack of effort. Um, yeah, he'll he'll finish. I still think he'll finish just in the top ten in the Crichton, which would be incredible if he did that again. Uh, it would be very interesting. I mean, the whole Crichton medal. It's it's a very interesting. Uh, where that will all pan out. I, I, you could hand it to Parrish. You could hand it to Merritt. Like Jakey's yeah. up there. I mean, there's, there's it's going to be very interesting indeed. Yeah, Jakey's obviously the missing the four or five games will hurt. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, the guys like Langford obviously missing five or five games. So they'll they'll go a little bit down the picking order. I'll I'll build Smokey. 
for third, I think Laverde playing every game is a smoky to to be in the top three or four. Uh, oh, three or four, yeah, but I not Darcy's two. Got yeah, the two to two mids have got one and two. Let's be yeah. honest. Um, but after that, it wouldn't surprise me if Laverde even comes a third. He's played every game, and Truck loves defense, right? And he yeah, and after every game, he talks about Laverde and how well he's doing. And you just—I've always been getting a sense, like I reckon you're getting a few B and F votes here yeah. uh, from a from the fullback. <laughs> oh, from, yeah, from, yeah. The, <laughs> from the bloke that spent his entire career down back. Yeah, that's not a no. bad not a bad effort. That yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So look, it is what it is. Look, let's go to a break. Uh, there was a bit of club news today uh, out, so we'll discuss a little bit about that, what that might mean yep. for next year, and we'll go from there. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, oh, some news today, Scotty, from yeah, the Essendon Footy Club. The club announced that our forward assistant coach, Dan Jordan, um, has, we'll just say, parted ways. Uh, yeah, I, think we've, I think it's yeah, it's pretty obvious we, we parted ways with Dan. Um, I will say the, he's been at the club for seven years and a uh, very, very good servant. Uh, some uh, He was a fantastic VFL coach, like some the of the kind of guy, he, we kept on making around the prelims and semis, and he was really got that program uh, up and running, and got some guys, you know, like Nick Hind back then, all that sort of stuff, playing yep. some really good footy. So uh, a bit of a shout out to Dan. Uh, you know, had a had a, you know seven years is a really good time um, at any club yeah. coaching. So and uh, I mean, wish his, him all the best. Input, yeah, his input to the club and what he's done for the club. Um, is I don't think will be forgotten in a in a fair amount of time. I mean, I think it's clear that the club wants to do something with the coaching panel, um, and it, it's not show friends; it's show business. Um, so it just I mean, I think you mentioned too, Scotty, that the club's looking to replace the um, the old Kelly role, yeah, the um, old um, yeah Kelly role. So and um, uh, the yeah, the article states and it's it's afl.com so usually they're pretty spot on because it's usually the Cal Toomies and that yeah so they kind of said that they'll fill Dan Jordan's position but they'll also look at Kelly's position and they'll work out whether it's an assistant or an actual specialized development coach so they're just going to yeah. work out what what that spot is best served for where the club's at so oh so I mean that's exciting you're going to get some two I think there'll be a few there'll be a few coaches available at the end of this season. <laughs> like there's a few coaching moves that are going to be happening. Yeah, so well there always is, right? Because uh, the industry kind of uh, assistant coaches who want to be coaches often say, "Okay, I've been here for three years in a program. I'll go to another program so I keep developing yep. and maturing, keep learning." That's what Gia did for us, right? I better get out of the Western Bulldogs. I'll learn a new program, develop. Um, took the our defense this year and shined. Um, so. That's there'll be some good names being thrown around and being poached and 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 it, it does tell the club singers the day after they're pretty serious about getting this off season right and 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 set up pretty quickly so yeah uh, I think they're very determined to get success and I, and I think the um the on the on field stuff is done now I think track and everybody can take a deep breath 
Yeah, like there'll in, be player uh, performance reviews, and and I yep. think that, that I think I mean that would be one of the most positive player reviews of all time because there's so many I'm players who played out of their skin this year. Who could you go after? Like you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't really go after anybody and say, "Geez, man, your position is uh, is in trouble." Like you, if, if if you get delisted this year, <laughs> yeah, trust right? me. If you read Twitter and, and Facebook, there's plenty of names, but yeah, they're a bit they're a bit harsh. But uh, again, but be realistic. Like if you get delisted this year, you you're unlucky. <laughs> you really are. Like yeah. Um, uh, the other one I wanted to sort of mention too, and I I don't know how much longer he's going to be at the club. I don't know how. Sorry, it was a bit far away from the microphone just then. Um, Marty Gleason. Yeah, came yeah. in came in again, did a job. I. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I don't get it. I like, and I, and I, and for the people who listen to the show and texted me their concerns about Marty, I'm not. Uh, this is nothing against you guys, right? Because you actually said it very respectfully. Said you had doubts and and you thought Marty might not go on next year, and you didn't think he played that well. Um, and and but you said it respectfully, so I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying, just my point of view. When I looked at that game, Marty Gleeson was so far away from my concerns about how he played. <laughs> he had 18 disposals. He's had six inter- intercept marks, and he's kicking at 91%. And I, I That's don't, his game, man. That's his game. And I, and I felt like just saying, he's. I know he's come in for Nick Hine, but I hope we understand he's not Nick Hine. He's not in Nick Hine's game. That's no, not what he no, does. No, no. Uh, and I can't put him down for that. That's not his game. He would be more uh, replacing a Redmond or a Francis or for me. And then you'd see a more like for like and go, oh, he played all right. But but that's his game, yeah. man. His yeah. game is intercept marks and, and uh, being solid across the back line, making good yeah. decisions. And he did it again. I thought he was fine. Like a, I, he, 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 he probably had a – like the whole team had a shaky last quarter. The whole team – and the last quarter was. I think the the head they ran out of. They ran out. Of, the they fully ran out. That's so, fine. But I thought when the heat was on, he was really really good, and he did as good as he could. Uh, so I still personally, I have a spot for him on the list because I, I oh, think, on the list absolutely. I think he's a very good depth player, and I still think we need depth, and We're, especially especially if there's a VFL next year, man. Because a if you if the the if I don't know, Sammy Durham gets injured or somebody gets injured, he walks straight in for mine. He's um, he's he a, really does. I think he's a good player. He's a good backup, and he's a very good character and teammate. Clubman, absolutely. And and there's there, you still want those guys. He's he's twenty seven. He's nowhere near at an age to say, oh well, he'll you know he's he's gone. He's not even close. So I you know I, I I'm a bit of a Marty fan to be honest. I, I understand he's a depth player, so I'm not saying he's best twenty two. But I yep. think you do need good best depth players, and I think when we have some uh, mids to taller guys get injured next year, I have no issue with Marty Gleason coming in because no. I think for the most part, the second half of this year when he's come in, he's been really solid uh, and and done. That's tough to do, well. man. Tough yeah. to do to be really solid when you just inserted. Yeah, I mean, he's, one game here and it's one not game easy there. to be in and out of the side and know yeah. and know that's your role. Like, I know I'm yep. just in for Heppel, <laughs> like yep. this week. I know I'm in for Hindy this week. I know if we win, I'm dropped the following week. Uh, and that's not as easy as it sounds to go one from a scratch match with 15 people aside to now I'm back into a final or being into a big game. So into the scene is into elimination final. So I, I thought he held up fine. So. Um, Obviously, we go into the trade and draft period. And, you know, the, all the names of Shoal and 
Um, the the guy from uh, I'm hearing Josh Battle. I'm hearing uh, yeah. Rosie something from the Gold Coast. <laughs> oh, there's names. All yeah, uh, the Gold Coast one might be more a legit one. And then I'm hearing that we've got to give up Dylan Sheil as part of it, <laughs> and we've got to pay oh. for part of his salary. They're like, here's a you can take this to the lunchtime catch up podcast bank. No way on earth is Essendon going to trade a player and pay part of his salary. I just don't, we, we don't need to do that at the moment. We genuinely don't need to do it. Collingwood does. Those those idiots had to get rid of Trelaw and other dudes and pay for their salary because Eddie couldn't manage his books. But we don't need to do that. We're not in a position where we have to gamble our lives and get rid of a talent like Shield and pay half his salary because we've, we're desperately in need of rosy face, or whatever he is. From- yeah, and that was that was a Herald Sun very loose report, and there was a lot of guesswork. I did some prowling around to some people I know, and for me, it was fairly quickly shut down. Um, as I know, uh, so I, I <laughs> just say, how does it go, Scotty? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're all we're all a bit frustrated with Shields form and his six game back. I get that. Hasn't been his normal self. Like he's a much better player than the six games that he played coming back. And I'm not quite sure what's up. And if you watch the video on the club that I spoke about where Heppel talks, have a listen, have a look at the first 15 seconds of that video. He obviously understands he didn't play well when you see vision of him. (laughs) He is gutted. Uh, I think you'll see a pretty fired up Dylan Shill next year. So uh, I'm, I have my gut. My gut feel says he's more on the list next year, and and hopefully, look if he can find his old form. That's just really. I just want him to find his old form, um, uh, and you know, he's find a bit of his pace back because um, I feel like he lost a bit of pace. But I don't. I don't no, feel I like that. Where we're, I don't where feel like that injury. How we're playing him. I don't feel like that injury totally got him match fit back. Um, as much as we rushed him in, uh, I don't feel like he really totally recovered from that injury where he was. Uh, at a fitness level that his normal self could handle. Um, yeah. So, and but, I, yeah. I also too, I think it's where we play that guy. I yeah. think we're, um, we, Parrish knows his role. Merritt knows his role. Um, yeah. And he's kicked out. He's been kicked out of his role. That, that's, and he's been kicked out of let's his be role. Honest. So I just, yeah. He's, yeah he has, I wonder, yes. I wonder if he wonders where he's playing now, what, what he's doing, who is he? Because he was a man. He was the man when he came to, to the dogs, he was paid like it. And uh, to the Dons, he and was the he man. Was, he was an inside player that was, he, and in all seriousness, he was getting good clearances for us. He was an inside man. player. Um, but he played on the outside, and a guy who missed 20 weeks was more of an inside player than him and Colwell this yeah. game. And I thought that was a slight little message there for Dylan. You're quite a bit behind in if you want to get back to the inside minutes, uh, and you've got to learn to play on the outside and, and try and – get that craft going. And, and you know, he's obviously got the pace and a few tricks to do that. And that, that's the thing. Like, geez, I'd, I'd back him in because he's him on the outside with unrestricted run is great. It's just, I think he's, he's got to learn. It's a bit like, again, you look at someone like Laverde who's played forward, played mid, played all over the shop. You chuck him down back and he looks like, um, he looks like Dustin Fletcher down there, right? Like he's, he's an absolute machine down there. Like he's been doing it his entire life. It's not that way with every player. And I think Dill's got to learn what he is now and what he's not anymore because, well, well maybe he is. Who knows? Maybe the, the maybe next year it's it's Darcy, it's Merritt, and it's Shield. Who knows? You, you just don't know. So. Yeah, and look, 
Before we leave, just on the draft, right? I'll give you my little tip for one player to watch, and just a, and a few little whispers I'm hearing. That's all. I'll just say I'm just saying whispies. whispers. Scotty's whispies. Uh, have a look at uh, a player called Naziah Wanganin. Naziah no? Wanganin <laughs> Malera. Uh, have a yeah think lineage, of, please. Uh, so he's a nephew of Gavin. Wanganin of the Wanganin family. Um, yeah. uh, he's 188 centimetres. He plays on the wing. Uh, skillful indigenous boy. Um, very skinny. I'll say that. Very skinny. Is he really? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, and kind of like, remember when Andrew Lovett started? That kind of. That yeah, kind like of real skinny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, has a bit of pace. Has a bit of poise. Um, he, he's, one of those one, he's one of those ones that probably was in the 40s at the start of the year. And. I spoke to Cal Timmy. I don't know if I should say this, but he kind of mentioned that he's now, uh, you know, in the kind of the 15 to 20 range, such, okay. such as his forms picked up. Uh, so I like the, I like the 180 odd centimeters as well. Yeah. Uh, so a bit of Lewis Jetta about him kind of, kind of style. So uh, right, well, we'll take that. Thank you. So it's just one to watch in the, in the, um, we'll take all the Wanganines. Thank yeah. you very much. Once you're watching the draft. Without that, without that question. We may be having an eye on, I'll just say that. You uh you got Wanganin in your last name? Come on in. So uh mate, I've seen you do half an hour of doing your hair and it's the most mate, distracting. I'm, I'm, I'm just I've got you've the got, longest you've hair got, in you've the got world. the longest COVID hair in the history. I've got massive COVID hair at the moment, and I watched the sushi bango clip on um on TikTok of when he was he's uh he too has really bad COVID hair. And he did a couple of different hairstyles. He said, have fun with it. And, and you've got to try and have fun in, in COVID. So he said, have fun with it and try and do a few different hairdos. So at the moment, I'm going for... You're going um, for like Ned Cahill with a finger and a, and a PowerPoint socket. Yeah, I'm going for sort of like punk kind of uh, look. So look, I'm a mul- I can multitask. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, as, soon as, as soon as we're out of this... Well, as soon as Dan wants to take his finger off the button, um, then I'll go and get it all whipped off. But anyway. So, yes. So, look, that's that's us. Uh, shout out to everyone. Thank you so season much. Season 2021. Yes. Season 2021, unfortunately, is a little bit done. But it's, um, it's, as every Essendon fan knows, it goes on to uh, the trade and draft period. And Essendon fans. Fast as you like. <laughs> and Essendon fans love that. Um, we might take a, a week off or so. Uh, just to take a bit of a breather, but we are going to get guys like Ed Pascoe and a few other guys, you know, around the draft and, and trade time period. Yep. Um, see if we, we we've can... got all the hookups there, man. We we, yeah. we can get uh, get Ed Pascoe back, get um, some of the uh, reporters and stuff that we know, get them get them back online. So we will not leave you without any uh, content, but we might take a little period of time off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we deserve a bit of a break. Um, How can we do? How can we do? Uh, so a, a big shout out to uh, all our fan base. Uh, all of our new listeners as well. All of our the guys and girls that have stuck with us for ages, but especially this year, our uh, our new listeners. Um, we, we we're staggered every time we see the the numbers. Um, yep. The numbers on a Monday or sorry on a Tuesday morning. I just I send them to Scotty or vice versa, and we just. We just laugh. It's just, it's great that the uh, that we've got you loyal fans who um, who want to come and listen to us bang on for a period of time. So a massive thank you, and all those that are uh, that are listening on the main pod now that are part of our Patreons, even bigger thank you for supporting us as well. Um, 
it means a hell of a lot to us. It's allowed us to um, update gear and do all sorts of stuff for us. If it wasn't for uh, the um, El Bastidium Carborundum in uh, COVID, um, we'd have been probably on the GC, reporting live from the GC, doing some interviews and talking to a few people, but they have to let us out of this at some stage because uh, it's just insane now. And when they do, the Patreon support's going to allow us to do some new cool things for uh, Season 22, hopefully. Yeah, and just remembering too, 22 is the 150th anniversary of the club. It's going to be a massive year. Uh, so oh, we're going to do something about that. So, it, yeah, it would be a huge uh, milestone for the club. Uh, and, you know, we're going to be right front and centre <laughs> celebrating it and and Absolutely. hopefully enjoying a pretty successful year. So thanks yep. to everyone. Uh uh, not sure when you'll hear from us next, but as, as if any uh, big won't news, be too com- long. yeah, if any big news comes up, we won't be strangers. So uh, absolutely, we'll keep you updated, and uh, and I'll keep you updated on our Facebook page, which you can go to, um, or on Twitter. We'll 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 give you some information of when we're kind of going to come on next. So you can catch us uh, on iTunes and uh, Spotify and um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud yeah. You can catch us on Instagram. Go to our YouTube channel if you want to see us talk to Sheedy last week or the week yep, before. Yeah, that was cool. So uh, I didn't forget our I, best players of the seventies, eighties, nineties, and nineties. Yeah, I forgot on to promote well. that. That the whole video of us doing that episode yep. is up on YouTube, so you can go there. Uh, Grantus, uh, well done on the year or the regular season year. Hey, thank you very much as <laughs> always, you got- legend. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. So thank you, thank you to every one of our guests who came on. A crazy amount of guests. They came on, including the senior oh, coach, which is and which yeah, it's crazy. It's incredible. So a big shout out to all the guests. Thank you to the club for supporting us and getting some of the guests from the club. Absolutely. Uh, really, really appreciate it. So have a, an awesome time. Uh on in light of some of the news today, which I won't go into, be kind to each other. Uh, uh, in in everything you do and everything you share on on social media, uh, lift each other up because we're all tr- we all need to get out of this together. So, thank you yep. everyone. Go Bombers for 2022, and we'll talk to you soon as the uh, the next stage in the draft and trade period comes up. See you later to the best listeners in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs>